Welcome to more about officership, an open and honest discussion about officership in Australia. As we move towards One Australia Territory, host Captain Matt Rees is joined by officers from across the country to discuss the challenges and rewards of being an officer today. Okay, welcome back for another podcast. Thanks for joining us. We want to straight to your device uh, as soon as they come out every Thursday. Have two very special guests in the studio. Now, I say that every week, but this is actually legit because I've known these guys for a long time. Um, Tracy and Chris Sutton, who are currently the core officers in Caniva. Um, so, welcome to both of you. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. It's good to have you here. And uh, not only that, but it's good to kind of reconnect because like Tracy, we were just chatting before. I know people who are listening to this didn't hear the first part of the conversation. No. <laughs> no. But, you know, but I, I knew you when you were just a wee lassie and then for the last 10 years I don't know what you've been doing and uh, anyway, now you're officers in the Salvation Army and here we all are. So yes. one of the things we do in in these conversations is just try and learn as much as we can about people, about officership, um, what the reality is like and you guys have a – you're in your first appointment uh, mm. at Caniva, which is a rural setting, which we're really keen to hear more about. We hear a lot about city ministries. We hear a lot about, um, I don't know, there's some things you hear lots about, but we don't tend to hear a lot about uh, rural ministries. So I'm looking forward to this a lot. Now, Tracy, I'm going to ask you to go first. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, um, when you decided to follow Jesus, all the, all the good stuff. That's a very long story. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I grew up at Preston Salvation Army. That was the first place I was. I w- went to when I was born. After being born, I was went to Preston Salvation Army. Um, so grew up there. Did all the usual things: sing company, timbrels, um, Sagala. Grew up doing all that sort of thing. Um, Weren't you like a um, a what? With the Sagala, didn't you do the whole thing? Whole thing, General Guard Award. General Guard Award, you name that's it. it. Yep, I was yep. there. I remember that. Yep, yep. I okay. was a leader. Um, <laughs> and your up? mum, your mum worked in that for. My mum, my like nana. Like a hundred years. Two or three different aunties and uncles, yep. um, cousins. My whole family, like and a your big dad did gamut. Boys of, Legion. My dad I remember did all this it. Stuff. My yep. brother, my sister, like a big gamut of my family, all did Sagala at Preston. Okay. Um. So one stage, it just looked like the Marx family Sagala. Nothing <laughs> um, <laughs> wrong with that. Okay. Sorry, I interrupt you. All Go good. On, carry on. Um. Uh, so yeah, became a junior soldier. Um. Yeah. Did yeah. So did all the did all the usual things. Um. But it got to a point where I didn't want to just go to church because I had to, because I had to help or I had to want to see my friends. I wanted to go for God. And I said to my mum at the time, I don't give an F. You can imagine what I said, but, you know, like I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't care about God. Um, and in hindsight now I know that God was already working at me, working in me then. Um, but I really wanted to go for God and I just couldn't. So I left church. I think this was in about maybe 07. Okay. And I left church and I didn't go to church for five months and partying and doing all the usual wild things that people do when they're not going to church. Um, 
And I ended up at McLeod Salvation Army only because a friend of mine was one of the youth leaders at the time. And she was worried about not having enough people to drive the youth around. So I said, I'll help drive the youth around as long as I don't have to go to church. But you know what it's like once you start I do. going? I do. You meet everyone and you and you end up going on the Sunday and... You get involved. And you get involved. Can I... Sorry. Yeah. Just... Why did you leave? Well, you grew up in the church. You went to Bible studies. Yeah. You, you did all the stuff. Yeah. And then you just left. Yeah. Because this is not uncommon. And no, I'm just interested in your story. Why you left? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it was, a lot of it, um, oh, it's a very good question. <laughs> I, I know. Um, you don't need to answer it. No, I just... no, and I want to. Um, I want to answer it. Um, I think part of it was it was head knowledge, not heart knowledge. So, like, that relationship with God wasn't real for me. Whilst I became a junior soldier, it wasn't – I didn't really have a proper relationship with God. I I love my parents, but I didn't have it modelled at home either. Um, so – so actually that relationship with God wasn't there. Um, and then I would even before I left church go to clubs and pubs and party and get drunk on a Friday night, always a Friday so that I was all right on a Sunday and would look normal so on a Sunday. So you dusty on a Sunday, yeah. Yeah, okay. um, so well. I, it's like I was leading a doubled <coughs> life because yeah. I would party and do whatever I wanted on a Friday and then would yeah. go to church on a Sunday okay. and everyone would think I was all right. Okay, but so, yeah, so they didn't a, know what I was doing. A disconnection between yeah. what you knew and what you felt were yeah. two different and, things. And, yeah, I, I did not have that relationship with God that okay. I knew. And that's why I, that's why I said to my mum, I don't care about God. I yeah. just don't care. And, like, she was also worried and I remember she'd talked to Beth, Major Beth Roberts, who was the officer there <laughs> yeah, at the time, and yep. she was also worried that I wasn't going to church and I was doing all this partying. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, she was very worried at okay, the time. Okay, good. Um, um, Chris. But yeah. Oh, sorry. Chris, what about you? I guess my story is not as exciting as <laughs> Tracy. I <laughs> no. remained at the same church till I left college. Um I guess my family have always been in the Salvos for multiple generations. Um, I was born into the Malvern Corps, was dedicated at Malvern, and then not long after my family moved across to Waverley when Waverley started. Um, like Tracy, I did all the stuff, went to Sunday school, primary Sunday school, junior soldiers, corps cadets, youth, played in the band um, and joined the senior band. Um and I guess my faith journey took off at 14. Um, Tracy talked about, you know, the difference between a head, knowledge and a heart. Around that time I really had a heart for God yeah. for the first time and okay. really realised that, you know, it's about a relationship with God and what God has done for me. That really came alive for me at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then... Because I actually remember, I'll tell my own story now, but yeah. <laughs> when I was the associate at 
the core right. here at Waverley, and yep. you told me you wanted to be an officer. Mm. And I remember, do you remember what I said to you? Because I now, do. Now you're testing my memory. I do. Yeah. Uh, I said, <laughs> oh, oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's a good thing I, I never, I'm not the candidate secretary. But I, I just remember thinking, oh, okay. Like, not that I was surprised by it, but it was yeah. like, oh, okay, do you? Okay, great. Like, it's, anyway, so we, we kind of hung out a bit in mm. that in that time. But so now you guys, uh, you, at some point you, you go to college. Now, I, I kind of want to fast forward because I want to get to the rural stuff. Um, just want to tell a little bit about your your story from you re- Tracy. You reconnect in church, and yeah. you feel a call to to full time ministry. You go to college. You fall in love with this bloke and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Like, come on, we want to know. We want the good yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I I as I said earlier, ended up at McLeod. Um, started learning things about God. Um, I don't know if there's anything I didn't know before, but it it became real. Um, everything that I probably was taught growing up, it all became real and that relationship with God became real um, for the first time. So I always say I was saved at 22 because that's when I truly started a proper relationship with God. Um, and it it was at a commissioning actually that I first um, sensed or um, even thought about um becoming an officer. Now, I wasn't even a soldier at this point. It was 2008 and um, I really, I really, um, I even remember and I, th- I always say that I um, audibly heard heard um, the word, just officership, that's it. Um, and um, it was during whilst um, Jim Nags was, was preaching and so everyone was silent. So to so I was really shocked when I heard this heard this audible voice, and I thought I was going crazy, sort of thing. Um, and and I was like, yeah, right, God. Like I'm not even a soldier, and I've only just 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 accepted accepted you into my heart. Like how can I how can I be an officer? Like yeah. me being an officer, I didn't even want to be a soldier years ago when I was asked years ago at press and I was like, yeah, right, can't follow those rules. Mm. So I liked the idea of me being a soldier and then even leaving my family, um, I might be the middle child but I, I knew that my my mum relied on me a lot um, and and she would talk to me about all her, all her issues and she relied on me a lot. So the idea of leaving my family was a really um, thing that I had to grapple with for quite a while um, and my dad's now not a very well man um, so that always makes it hard sometimes. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that's what I had to grapple with when I first received my call. What, what about you, Chris? Where, where did you... Where did you have that sense of God mm. was calling you to, to something else? Yeah, um, I guess for me there was one moment where I remember lying in bed late one night and I think I was still at school and thinking of officership and I guess looking back God placed that on my mind as, a, as an initial calling. Um, and I guess fast forward to my sort of last year at school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do so I thought I'll do a gap year um, it turns out that gap year lasted about nine years. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> Not really a, a gap nine year. gap year. A nine-year gap year. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> what, what did you do for nine years? So the I worked in the job. sheet metal industry and worked oh, in the same yes, job. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And 
But throughout that time, I really explored ministry and really explored God's call in my life. And there was a real discontent in that job, which looking back, I believe God put there so that, you know, I would follow his call. And, you know, I'm quite a, a quiet person and I was quite shy, but throughout that time I grew in confidence and God really used that time as a place to equip me yeah. and to, you know, to help me grow into the, you know, the man that he called me to be. Yeah. So you guys, you both went to college as single? Single. Single. Cadets, Very much yes. single. And then and you laid eyes on each other and well, the rest is history? Little or? Just, beforehand. Just prior <laughs> yeah. to college, we studied church history with Whitley. Nothing, um, nothing brings nothing people together. About church <laughs> yeah. history. Nothing brings people together like church history. Yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> we were the only two salvos in the class. Okay. Um, and so naturally, we sat next to one another because there was <laughs> we didn't really know anyone else. Yep. Um, and we'd go out for coffee afterwards. Um, and um, thought, it. well, might as well get to know one another. We're gonna. Well, I was already, I was already not quite that fast. <laughs> yeah. I was already accepted to go to college just prior to starting the class, okay. and Chris was accepted in the August, so about mm, a few weeks later. later. Yep. Um, and so we thought, might as well get to know one another since we'll be session mates. Um, and we just got, and then he eventually plucked up the coach to ask me out on a date. <laughs> and, I, and I often say, I don't know why I said yeah, yes. I was really I just surprised. felt compelled I should yeah. say yes. She said yes straight away. And I was and, expecting either um, no or maybe. I'll think about it. Um, so you basically you threw, you threw him completely out because you I said did. yes. Okay. And then I threw him out more when, when he... When he wanted us to be official, I said, "No, I I just want to I just want to remain single for a while." I, yeah. I, I've I've had a lot of past relationships, um, and and I got to the point at this stage where I was happy and I was content being single. I just wanted to focus on God and college because that was coming up, and yeah. and I I was really content in in myself and in just remaining single. Um, so. I, when he asked me if we wanted to be officially boyfriend, girlfriend, I was just like, no, I just want to pray about it. I want to make sure that it was who God wanted me to be with, not who I thought I wanted yeah. to be with. So I made him wait mm. until the <laughs> February of, of the next year. Was there other so singles in your, in your session? College. There was no, Lauren Kirkham and... Yeah. But like, did you yeah. feel like some kind of, uh, like if you didn't... Sort of hook up. I know it sounds terrible, but you go you go into singles. And you're like, oh, hang on a second. You know, like there was. Did you sort of feel uh, any pressure in that? I didn't no, feel any pressure no, about no, it. No, no. You no. Good. Good. Um, and yeah, there. I guess wasn't too many options. It was me or Lauren. Yeah, um, and but, I was the only single I, bloke. I, I didn't. I certainly didn't feel any. <laughs> any and Lauren right. would laugh about that yeah. too. Yeah. Um, but I certainly didn't feel any pressure or anything to be with him yeah. or to get with okay. him. Um, so you got. Um, you obviously got together. You got married. You got commissioned. As yep. we got, how, com- how did that work? So we got engaged at the end of 2013. So after our first year, yep. Then we got we got commissioned um, in the November. Yep. And we got 
married in the December. So the day after we officially finished college, we got, got married, married the next day. Okay, and yeah. you're standing, so did you receive the same appointment? We both we received did. the yeah. same appointment in condition that we would be married. Right, okay. So what is it like? Oh, let's just, that's great. Romance, hilarious, right? Yeah. I want to get to the where you, you are now, which yeah. is kind of, you're standing on the platform and did you, did you know before? We knew before we got. A letter at field change. So I okay. think it was the first year in quite a few years. So it wasn't you. That we, we, that we, we found were, out earlier. Yeah. yeah did, so did you even know where Canova was? No. Um, and the first initial shock was that um, two places. So we're not just at Canova, we're also at Broughton. Broughton, yes, yeah. sorry. That was my first initial shock. Two churches, yes. and I joked with Chris, we're that awesome, <coughs> we're that awesome yeah. that they put us in charge of two places, well, not just one. Okay, so you <laughs> you get commissioned, you go to Canova. Now, I, the army stuff, like, like you know, there's there's core there, there's two core, or there's two, is one a place, uh, what do they call it, an outreach or a No, they're outpost, both, both, both core. cores yeah. that... About do things 40 together minutes. at times. Is it about though. 40 minutes from each other, 20 minutes? No, like 20 half, minutes or so, half okay. an hour at half the most, an hour. I guess. So yeah. what's it like? Let's let's just cut to the chase. Yeah. You're newly married. You're Tracy, you're a social butterfly. I don't know about you, Chris. You like hanging out <laughs> with people. But Not as much. You go to Caniva and you're like, okay. Now there are people in, who live in Caniva and Broughton. There but are. it's very different. Mm. Very it's much. very different. Yeah. What's it like? Unique. Chris, I'm going to ask you because, <laughs> yeah. Tracy, you're – Chris, I'm going to – can you tell us? What, what was it like when you arrived in Caniva thinking, I've come from the city, mm. I've lived in the city all my life and I now find myself in this new setting? Yeah. What was it like? Not not the spiritual, I knew God was with me and yeah. rah, rah, rah. <laughs> but yeah. like what – seriously, what was it like? Um, I remember thinking it's good to be here, good to be – Home, this is going to be our home for the next however many years um, because, you know, we'd been at college and, you know, we've packed up um, and, you know, we've got our own home, newly married um, and it's, you know, quite a drive, five-hour five hour drive. Um, remember thinking, yes, we're here about to start our first appointment and I guess thinking positive about it that, um you know, this is a new chapter in our life and um, a new beginning. Um, I was really looking forward to the country, never lived in the country before, as you um, alluded to. Um, and I guess I get frustrated in traffic. I was really excited not to be around traffic <laughs> and, and all that. Um, yeah. Well, Caniva's the place to go. Except for everyone driving from Melbourne to Adelaide. Well, that's right, apart from the yeah. highway, but okay. yeah. <laughs> right, so, so yeah. that's good. What about you, Tracy? What did you feel when you, um, when you arrived in Canova? Because it, it is, I'm not yeah. making that like it's like a dusty hole in the middle of nowhere, but it is quite, it is remote yeah. in um, many ways. Yeah, very much remote. Um, it, it, I still felt a sense of excitement yeah. to be at our first appointment. Um, it was, I was looking forward to setting up home, I guess, because we'd, we were newly married. Yep. We, um, I don't even think we had fully opened all our wedding presents by the time okay. we got no, to our new, our new, up, our new appointment. <laughs> so it was exciting to open our yep. our wedding presents and set up home. Um, I remember thinking that it's just going to be full of old people, and mm. that there'd be um, no one our age. But boy, were we wrong. Yeah. Um, well, tell tell us about that. 
we, not long after we got there, had um, a couple of, um, a couple of, well, one, one of them is a young mum um, and, and they are also youth leaders for the local town for Caniva. Um, so they came and they knocked, us, knocked on our door. They invited us to Night Church, which is a community um, worship service of a Sunday evening. They hold it about once a month mm. um, to bring all the churches together. Um, how, how many churches are there in Caniva? About five or six. Five or six. Very small. We're Very all small. small. Yeah. So it's all yeah. about partnering together yeah, yeah. and do, sharing resources and doing how, things how together. How many people live in the region? Do you know? Well, there's Not a, quite a thousand. Yeah, in, okay. in Caniva, yeah. um, about 2,000 in Neil, 3,000 in Bordertown. Yeah. Um, so we got invited to night church. We got invited to be leaders with youth group, like straight away off the bat. They didn't even know who we were. Yep. Um, they were just excited to have young people in the town. It was the first time they'd had young ministers in the town, so they're all really excited to have young people there. Um, we got invited to a young adults Bible study, just felt really welcomed um, mm. by these people that didn't know us from a bar of soap, yep. um, but that were passionate, passionate people about God. And, and, and yeah, so it's nice to have young people there that are Christians. Yeah. Um, so is this in the core as well? They're outside. So do you have young people in the core? core. Did you have, we, what, we have some young. What would be the makeup of the core, Chris? Like for Broughton and for yeah. Caniva? Um, well, Caniva is, even though it's in town, it's the smallest out of the two congregations. When we started, we would get twelve to fifteen when they're all there. In our second year, we got the congregation up to eighteen, and then. Earlier this year, a family of five moved away, so that brought it down no. again. Yeah. And yeah, I guess it's a, and it a, makes a place a where, yeah. you know, it's a very transient place where people, you know, move through or... Is it the sort of go. place where people have either lived their, their whole life and their, all their families have lived yeah. there, like generation mm. after generation? So hear family particularly names, farming and yeah. family names okay. that have been there for generations and that... Yeah. yeah, and you've got to be careful uh, who you talk to, <laughs> what you say to people, because yeah. they very might well be related yep. to each other. And if yeah. they're not, yeah, they will be soon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Broughton's the, you know, the more rural farming area mm. and so we'll get the more more families at Broughton and yeah. more of the different generations yeah. there. Yet yeah. the largest of the two. Yeah. Is it Broughton? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm. So what's ministry like in Broughton or Caniva? Where you are. Uh, well, explain it. We do a lot of driving. <laughs> lots yeah. of driving. Lots and yeah. lots of driving. So I tend to read in the car and Chris drives. Okay. So, I mean, obviously people are remote, like people live on the land and they might yeah. have properties that are hundreds of acres or I don't know how big they are, but huge, huge sort of mm. properties. And, and like... Broughton has slowly decreased over the years because it's the type of town now um, where they call it a district because it's one building plus maybe two others in a house. Um, so for farms to grow, they buy each other out. So no one new moves to the area. It's I will buy your land and increase my land so I can remain profit, so I can remain as a farmer, so I can continue yeah. growing and yep. continue surviving. 
Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a unique challenge, which it you know, is. And the, they had find some. That in the city. They had I mean, people some, change core because they're not happy yeah. with certain things. That happens all the time, sadly. But there are still like in these places. It's not like people aren't aren't there and choosing not to be a part of the community yeah. that you're creating. There's people aren't there. And there's yeah. empty stop. houses everywhere. Yeah, because okay. of that. Um, and yeah, you you hear of homelessness and you think, oh, they could move there, <laughs> but. Yeah. There's no jobs. No jobs. No. <laughs> okay. So um, that's so one. You're you're both in this new appointment, newly married. Um, what if you if I was? No, I'm going to ask you. What are the challenges of being in a rural appointment? Or what? Or, no, hang on. Let me rephrase it. What do you want to say to the people in the city who think they know what happens in rural rural appointments, but they have no idea? Mm. I guess in in the city you can take. <laughs> having people that are there in a congregation to lead and do things for granted, um, especially music-wise um, in the cities. Um, you know, there's people there to play piano and be in worship bands and, you know, brass bands even, um, not as much in the country. Um, we've got one pianist at Broughton um, and that's about it. We- in Carnival we use eye worships and that. Yeah. And, and we did have another pianist, but we lost her to Canberra and studying. So, and she used to go between the two courses. So it was really helpful. Oh, okay. um, yep. So yeah, mostly clips um, when we have yeah. have so worship. What, what, what are some of the other challenges, or what are the other things that we need to know? Because I think I think some people and, some people love the idea yeah. of city ministry, but some people would also equally yeah. love the idea and, of. And rural we've stuff. had an amazing time in Caniva. We renovated our building in our first year. We opened a second thrift shop out in Bordertown, which is in South Australia. Um, Controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in. We're really in four towns, not just two. Yeah, um, tell so, us about it. Um, we we opened a th- yeah the second thrift shop in about April last year. Um, so I was on maternity leave. Um, I still helped a little bit, even though I wasn't meant to. Um, and yeah, did we we do chapel services in Nil and a home league in Nil? We do day centre service, little church service at the Caniva Hospital, and we have our second through shop in Caniva on the main street. So we do quite a fair bit um, of travel because of all of that, mm. and. Um, yeah, what was my point? Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so but, you're well yeah, known. We, and, and so and you, you really we, do. We've achieved a, a lot in region. terms of like fixing up the building. Like when we arrived, one of the biggest things about being in the country, when we arrived, our building was practically falling apart in disarray. Nothing had been done for years or we'll just wait for the renovation to happen. Yeah. And it took about 10 years before it happened. Yeah. Um, okay. So a lot of the work we've done is to repair the building, to fix up the quarters, to um, even repair a wall that was falling down at our shop, um, which is good that the audit that we had this year was after we'd repaired the wall. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Um, And and so a lot of it was repairing, um, but the second thrift shop's been very integral because in in, in a smaller call like ours, we're deficit. We, 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 um, we are able to maintain our mission because the army supports us. Um, and without that, we wouldn't be viable. We often say, take our wages out of the equation and the church would be fine. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, yeah the okay. second thrift shop was integral so that we could start paying off some of that deficit and then um, hopefully hopefully get in the plus eventually. Yeah, um, so we have paid off a good portion of that so far. It's been and it and it shows how good God is because it's gone better than what we even yeah. thought it would um, just in its first year. Yeah. So good. Early yeah. on in the um, when we started recording some of these podcasts, um, we we did an episode, uh, dads in ministry, and mm. and we did one mums in ministry, mm. and so I'm I'm interested from you guys because you have a a little boy yes. who's Jeremiah. How yes. old is he? He's twenty months old, so he'll be two in March. Right, so he'd be full of energy, full of beans. Okay, so, yeah. so all the a, typical boy things. Uh, Sort of going back into that, like I said, previous conversations. What's it like being a a parent in ministry in a in a in, a, a, in that setting? Is it different? You it know, is grandparents certainly around. is. Yeah, we had certainly a, is. What's I guess like? we had a year to ourselves in our first year, and then Jeremiah came along in our second, and things changed. We did a lot lot of things together in our first year, like we would, you know, go to each Bible study together and alternate, and that kind of thing. Um, when Je- Jeremiah came along, we didn't do that as much. Um, yeah, we've had to do a bit of juggling with with things and um, tag teaming, if especially with things like sermon prep and and study and that. You know, one would have to look after him while the other did the work and and that. And that's more so since he's running around now. Yeah. Um, I I am certainly. I guess proud of myself in a sense that I've maintained a lot of what I did before he came along. Um, the only couple of things I don't go to now is Broughton Bible study of an evening because of an evening. Um, and I guess the only difference is we 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 tag team with the chapel services. Yeah. One goes one time, one goes the next. Um, otherwise, I I still preach fortnightly. I still lead every week. I still, yeah. um, it's been. And you, your parents come bolting up the and hallway. They come all the time. Yours? Our family, Chris's? our family, every now and again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Especially on Sev- the long weekends. Yeah, and, yeah. And several yeah. times throughout the year, our family comes. So because our family comes so often, we haven't felt the distance so much. Every so often, if there's a family function, we think, oh. Would have been nice to be Would there. Would have been nice to be there. Yeah, like yeah. his cousins got engaged recently and it was the day before we arrived in Melbourne this week. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, the <laughs> day before. Close. Um, every so often we do feel that distance. Um, if I have a difficult day with Jeremiah and he's really just teething really bad or just, you yeah. know, being really hard, that's when I miss and wish mum could be there, you know. Yeah. Um, but the brilliant thing about a small community like ours is that I can walk literally two seconds around the corner and be at playgroup every Thursday <laughs> and, and be a part of the community. And through having a child, I have met other mums in the community, other Christian mums. Um, every so often I gather with other mums for a Bible study and that's just for my own pure enjoyment, not for any salvation army requirements at all. Not something you're leading. Um, or Not but something just, I'm leading. Say yeah. with Night Church, we go to that because we don't have to lead it, but we get enjoyment out of that mm. um, and our own time to worship God without having to lead it. Yeah, um, so we've got really good support where we are. Yeah. Um, and really good leaders. Um, brilliant leaders. As I said before, we haven't got many, um, but the ones we do have are really supportive. <sighs> so and, good. Um, you know, they, 
you know, get behind us and encourage us and um, mm. um, really support us, which no. has been great. Yeah. Yeah. That is good. Particularly you hear in our horror first stories year, of I remember. Other faces and <laughs> yeah. Leaders I'm aren't as good. I, I yeah, we, and we feel yeah. grateful. We've been really blessed. Yeah. Particularly in our first year, I remember um, really nervous preaching and stuff and, and they'd come to us and they'd say, this is what I've got out of your sermon. Mm. Yet they've been a Christian for 50-odd years, yet mm. you're teaching them something. Yeah, someone will sit there um, and write notes during your sermon, which is I, encouraging. Yeah, yeah, and I've received emails from people saying, didn't get a chance to talk to you on Sunday. This is what you taught me. I really liked what you said. And, and I love that they encourage us in that way. Um, but, yeah, particularly in our first year, I remember receiving encouragement all the time when we first yeah. arrived. So I can understand why the Salvation Army sends people there who are fresh out of college because we've got such brilliant leaders that are encouraging and supportive and happily answer all your questions when you say, now, what's going on here? What do we need to do? Like. Mm. Especially throughout the first year when you've got all those special events and you're doing them all for the first time, Easter and Father's Day and Mother's Day and Christmas and and we do a big harvest celebration, which is one of the yes. things we're known for, our food. Brilliant cooks yeah, in the yes. country. That's uh, a brilliant uh, thing uh, about country being real. Catering. Great country yeah, food. Yeah, the yeah. best. Um, all right. okay. And they're, they're really supportive like that. Yeah, good. What? What what do you I mean? You've been there three three years. Yeah, three years going into our fourth going next to fourth year. year next year. So that's exciting. Yeah, um, very much. You know, and a new phase. I love yeah. that. I, love, I just want to go back to what you said about um, like how mobile you are. Like the idea yeah. of you know we we talk about loving neighbourhoods and yours yeah. yours is a big neighbourhood. Big. But but <laughs> the Salvation Army is well represented by both of you. You know. Yeah. Now, well, not so much the Salvation Army, but people of faith who who love yeah. their their neighbour. Yeah. Even though they might live 100 k's away or yeah. 20 k's away, that mm. um, the, the, I think the army is very fortunate to have yeah. you both there. Thank Can you. I ask you one more question? And I realise um, our time is coming to an end. Um, why? Why are you Salvation Army officers? I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. Yeah. Why though? Mm. Um, I had lots of different careers. I. I worked at Target. I worked in the post office for a short time. I worked as a medical receptionist. My last job was managing work cover claims. So I had lots of different jobs. Um, and certainly once I came to know God, I just wanted everyone to know. Once I made that decision, I wanted everyone to know. So even at work, especially in my last job, I was telling everyone about what I was, they'd say to me, you can't talk about um, God unless someone asks you. So they'd ask me what I did a bit on the weekend and that's what I did. I went to church. So it was always my opening even when I talked to clients and they yeah. said, what did you do on the weekend? I could tell them I went to church yeah. um, and it always opened the way to, yeah. to talk about faith. So I, I'd talk about God all the time um, and, and, and really passionate about seeing people come to know Jesus that mm. I wouldn't want to be doing. So it doesn't matter else. whether you're in the in, if, in a rural even place. Even if I was doing another job, city. I'd still talk about Jesus. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, yeah. And once I was saved, I'd go to the same pubs I used to drink at and would share about Jesus. So no matter what I was doing, I'd I'd be sharing yeah. Jesus. Great. What about you, Chris? Why are you a Salvation yeah. Army officer? Oh, I guess I haven't got anything deeply profound or anything, but it's it's what God has called me to. Yeah. Well. I guess That's I talked before about. <laughs> yeah. I guess what, 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 what were you expecting? So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I guess yeah. It's I talked before about how God really called me to that, and I was disconnect, 
discontent in doing mm. what I was doing at the time. And I guess I'm on the, on the other side of that, gone through college and now I am an officer and, you know, come out to my fourth year of ministry, I wouldn't want to do anything else. Yeah. yeah. I, I love yeah, what cool. I do. I love um, being with people and coming alongside people. Yeah. And all that. Good. And it's a real privilege. Yeah. Just, just to finish, I want to go back to two things or what, something that you said, Tracy, and then something that you said, Chris, earlier on. Yep. You said you, to your mum at one stage, you just don't care. Yeah. And, then Chris, you said this discontent mm. that you felt. What would you say to people who grew up in the church, who are in that position now of I, I, I just don't care, and Chris, what would you say to people who are working away thinking, no, I know God has called me yeah. to something else? Tracy, you go first. I'd say keep searching for God. Um, even though you might not care right now um, and you might feel disconnected from God, keep searching um, because I know God is there. I know God is with us. I know that God wants us to... Um, I guess, find him and wants us to come to know him. Um, so I'd say keep searching because mm. he is there and he is with us and he he loves us and he wants us to know him. Um, and, um, yeah, I know that I know that my loving God is, is, um, is good even when we might not mm. think he is, even, yeah. when, even when life is crap. <laughs> um, he is good. Life has uh, challenges, Tracy. Challenges, challenges. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he, is, he is with us and, okay. and he wants us to, yeah. to find him That's and good. to mm. come to know him. How about you, Chris? I guess I'd, if I, I suppose if I was talking to my younger self, that yep. was um, discontent and all that, um, hang in there. God is working in you. Um, you know, just explore what your call might be. Explore that. Explore something else. And if that's not what it is, it's obviously something else. It's obviously what God wants you to do. Um, surround yourself with people that encourage you, that will encourage you and um, build you up and and all that. Yeah. Yeah. But hang in there and... Hang in. It's a good if, word. If it is God's call, it he'll make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thanks, guys, so much. For uh, okay. coming no hang out with me you. on a busy yeah. day, and I yeah. know you've got to go off and all that sort of stuff. But um, for both of you, and for Jeremiah and your family, as you minister to the to the region or the district mm. of Caniver and Broughton, we continue to pray for you, uh, and we look forward to hearing what God uh, continues to do through you and through the people um, up there. Now, if you've got any questions or comments, you can leave them on the Facebook page. Um, if you want to follow up uh, Tracy or Chris about rural ministry, um, you can send me an email or you can send it on. Let's leave a, a comment on the Facebook page and we'll get it to them. And hopefully, um, out of the kindness of their heart, they'll make a response if you ask sure. a question nicely. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the uh, iTunes account so you can get the. Uh, the new podcast every Thursday uh, straight onto your device. Have a good week and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us for more about Officership. You can join the conversation at facebook.com forward slash SA Candidates Australia. If you want to explore Officership further, please speak to your local core officer or candidate secretary. The Salvation Army needs more leaders. Is God asking for more of you?